are listening to Let Me Overthink About It, where I dive into a series of topics that occupy my anxious mind. In episode 26, I overthink about commitment. I'm Sam Medore, overthinker extraordinaire. I am here with Brie Works. Hey, Brie. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy to have this conversation. And just to do a little bit of background, um, we've met before. We're trying to figure out how exactly, but you, your mom and my mom were friends. Yes. So there's a connection, which I just love. Yes, I do. I've heard lots of stories about you when you guys were kids and mom would be over at your mom's at your place and she would tuck you guys in at night Mm -hmm. and she just had so much love for you guys yeah well she actually used to say that we reminded her a lot of you and your sisters so yeah it was always nice she would come in tuck us into bed and tell us different stories about you guys as well so oh that's awesome I love that connection because anybody connected to my mom I just feel like so much so much love for so it's nice to meet you on a more intimate level I guess as you sit here in my basement (laughs) in this very closed space having this conversation um so today Brie we're going to chat about commitment and I'm excited to talk about this with you because with a lot of topics that I talk about on my podcast I've struggled with it with commitment over the years and um I think this is going to be a good opportunity to to kind of dive into what that means yeah I'm excited as well yeah so from your perspective what what does that what does commitment look like to you in your life things that you have felt committed to or compelled to do I think a lot of the time I've been committed to work I've been Mm -hmm. committed to relationships whether that's an intimate relationship or friendships um family obviously as well you know you want to be committed to your family you want to show up for them um I think within recent years it's been the commitment to moving to France and Mm -hmm. traveling and kind of making my dream come true. I think commitment is, you know, being there, whether it's a phone call in person, obviously when I'm away, it's hard to just jump on the first plane when something happens. Um, So I try my best to be committed in the sense of only being a phone call or text away, answering as soon as I can. With time difference, sometimes it gets a little bit tricky, but You know, I always try my best. If you really care about somebody, then you should be committed to them. Or if you care about something like work, life, hobbies, you should spend a certain amount of time committed to those things. Oh, I love that description. And I also love when you said, if you care about somebody, you should show your commitment to them. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about the things that you said you were committed to. And you need to also care about yourself. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's like that, because sometimes that part of it gets lost a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you said you moved to to France. You were committed to doing that. You had to uh, stay true to your dream or stay true to what you were wanting to do or achieve in order to to be committed to it and to follow through. Yeah, and I think, like you said, sometimes it's hard to be committed to ourselves because we get busy doing so many other things. So I've always been bad for overworking. Mm-hmm. But in the last few years, especially with the pandem- pandemic, I've learned that it's really important to almost slow down and do things that are good for you whether it's like self-care self-love you know it was really a big thing for me it took a lot of energy and time and money to you know move abroad 
but it was something that I've always wanted to do and I wanted to experience and I was committed to it. So I did everything that I possibly could do and needed to do in order to get there. Oh, yeah. Because it's not something you just, like, pick up and do. No. Right? Like, there has to be... The commitment comes from the process, almost, of making the decision to do it and then working toward that goal. exactly. So what did that look like for you? Like, what was the process for you of... And maybe just give us a bit of a background on on your... Why you made that decision and why it was important to you, too. Yeah, of course. So I went to Acadia for four years. So I have my bachelor's degree in French language studies with a legal studies minor Mm -hmm. and during my third year um you know actually I guess I should say when I first went to Acadia I was studying psychology Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know what I wanted to do I thought I wanted to be a lawyer or psychologist um and in my second year I decided as much as I loved it it wasn't something that was going to make me happy it wasn't something that I was really passionate about And so I actually came home to Truro and talked to my high school teachers and Mm -hmm. asked them what they thought that I would be really good at. And one of my teachers said, you've always excelled in French. Like, why wouldn't you look into that avenue? There's so many things that you can do with it. So I thought long and hard about it. I ended up being able to switch my major, switched it to French and was offered the opportunity to go for a semester abroad. Oh, wow. So I, in 2018, I moved abroad. Uh, It was my first time kind of like leaving the nest, you know? Yeah. And going that far without anybody else because I had been to Belgium the year before or three years before with my sister to visit one of our friends. Yeah. But I'd have... That's different experience, right? Yeah, exactly. It's different when you go on vacation versus like packing your suitcase, taking your things with you, you know, I packed a lot of unnecessary items, but (laughs) I learned from it. I repacked the night before I left and, you know, I had to do visa paperwork. I had to go to Montreal in order to apply for my visa in the first place, which it's one of those things you spend a lot of time and money to get there and you're not even guaranteed that you'll get approved. So thankfully I did. And a week later I ended up in, in Tours which was the city that I studied in. I absolutely loved it. It was oh, everything in awesome. that I hoped for. And, I mean, obviously it wasn't easy, but as soon as I had to leave, I wanted to go back. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. you did. And I did, yeah. Yay. Twice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> three times. I should say three times. <laughs> so I moved home in May of 2018 um, and finished my last year at Acadia. Right. Um, in September my friend Alicia and I actually went for a five-day trip to Paris, um, which was a lot of fun. It was honestly one of the best trips I've been on. I remember, and of course, Alicia's been a guest on here too, and I remember her uh, posting photos from your trip. That's awesome. Well, you, like, you know, you can't go to Paris and not post photos. Right, and it's, a lot of it was focused around food. Food, yes, of course, (laughs) yes. Well, I think we tried everything and anything, Yeah. Um, and I tried to show her a lot of the things that I loved about France, obviously, as well, um, just where I did have some background. Totally. That's the benefit of going to some to some place where someone has been before, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. So we had a lot of French pastries, lots of wine. Nice. Um, yeah, we tried a lot of different things. And then I actually went back in February of 2019, so I kind of took spring break to visit a friend who actually was studying in the same city that I had been in before. Nice. Same thing. It was, like, really cool to see 
the city through her eyes. And then once I graduated, I was offered a job to teach at a university in France. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yes. So when you got your degree, was that something you saw yourself doing teaching French in Paris or in France um I think for me like the it was kind of the opposite because I was offered um a teaching position to teach English at a university but because oh, I fair. Had, yeah, yeah but because I mean I'm a native English speaker yes. so I don't think that they would hire me to teach French who knows you know yes I'll imagine those things but um yeah so I actually had the opportunity to go and teach at a university um about an hour away from the city that I had studied in um but teaching was never really something that I saw myself do I did a little bit of it when I was in university I actually worked as a French teacher at an elementary school and I loved it and I love kids and I love the way that they learn and experience things yeah um but I just almost wanted to like go and have the experience go on on an adventure see if it was what I really wanted to do. And if not, you know, kind of figure it out as they went along. Which is, again, as somebody like me, I'm sitting here, (laughs) first of all, sitting here thinking it would be so hard for me to do that on my own. That Mm -hmm. is something that... Uh, I would struggle with, like you said, you, you've you've traveled with your sister and your family and whoever before friends, but to go on your own and, and do that is yeah. scary. But also the uncertainty of like, what is that path going to look like, right? And yeah. And the commitment is there for being there or for taking that leap. But it's also to kind of trusting the process a exactly. little bit too and taking it where it go where it wants to go. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that I mean, when you first tell them you're moving abroad, they think, wow, you're living the dream. Like, I'm so jealous. Aren't you nervous? And 90% of the time I would say, no, I'm just like really excited to be back. And, you know, I didn't obviously want anyone to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's a small part of me that was like nervous that things weren't going to work out. But, you know, I think you always have to take the good with the bad. Like you have to kind of, you know, that it's not going to be exactly like you expected to a certain extent, you are living the dream because you're doing what you've always imagined. But, I mean, you know, you are still living your everyday life. So there are challenges like opening a bank account. Or, right. You know, worrying about your visa. Uh, finding accommodation is really hard in France, especially in bigger cities. And um, I think a lot of people don't realize the challenges that can come from going there and doing something all by yourself. Um, because I think, I mean... You with your mom, you obviously you leaned on your mom a lot growing up. Yeah. The same way that I leaned on my parents as well and my sister, and we get very comfortable just having people that we can lean on. Totally. But it's completely different when, you know, your parents are a phone call away. <laughs> and as much as they want to help you, you know, I'm really lucky because there were a few moments that if something went wrong, like in France, you get paid once a month. And I, for some reason, I completely forgot about that until I got there. And it was my first month working and they were delayed and there was a problem with, they were trying to put in my Canadian bank Oh account, dear. You know, financial problems. And I was like, why did I even come here? Like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, kind of having, I was a bit down on myself and I was so stressed and it was only the first month that I got there. And thankfully my parents were like, it's all going to work out. You're not a quitter. You know, you something that you've always wanted to do there's going to be good days and bad days and kind of just reminded me of like why I went there in the first place so yeah 
It's so easy in those moments. Well, maybe not as easy when you're, you know, across the ocean, but in those moments to kind of throw in the towel too, though, right? Yeah. Like to be like, what did I do this for? Yeah. Mom, I'm coming home. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. And I think there were so many moments that, you know, I think they were almost thinking like, should I say like, why don't you come home? Like there's no, you know, you don't shame in to, it. Exactly. You don't yeah. need to be embarrassed about it. And I was just so determined and so committed to being there that I was like, no, I don't want to come home. Like I, I just got here. Like I need to just, you know, almost shake it off a little bit. And like, as I said, take the good with the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, I could see that being a challenge, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly, I mean, any kind of stressor, but financial stress and worrying about Mm -hmm. trying to figure all of that out for yourself. But it pays off in the end. And I guess that's the mindset you have to be in Mm -hmm. when you have that commitment to something is like kind of seeing the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think that a lot of people, one of the reasons that a lot of people maybe don't do it is because they think it's going to be hard or they think it's way outside of their comfort zone and they don't always like look long term it's more like short term of like you're going to have to deal with all of these things that are negative but in the end as you said it does pay off and there are so many positives about moving away from your small town and just experiencing things from like a different perspective yeah I think you learn a lot about yourself and you learn a lot about people and places and things and it's kind of almost harder to come back right okay interesting so what does that look like because you're back yeah I am not having this conversation with (laughs) Brie in France. Um, You're back. So, and obviously the pandemic played a role in that. So what, what did that look like? How did that feel for you? Um, I think, you know, um, it kind of didn't go, this year didn't go how anybody expected. Let's be honest. Fair Um, enough. (laughs) And, you know, I did go through the entire pandemic over there. Well, I shouldn't say the entire pandemic because it's still ongoing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I did experience lockdown, like complete lockdown in France, in my apartment. I was really lucky. I was with one of my roommates who's from the UK, um, another girlfriend who's from Newfoundland. She was actually studying there at the time. And um, my boyfriend at the time, the four of us were all locked down together. Thank God. Yes. Because imagine how different that would have been. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> I, like, I know there are so many people, especially in Paris, that were in their 14-meter-squared apartments. They had nowhere else to go. You know, we. I am really lucky because, for me, the lockdown wasn't the hardest part. Mm-hmm. We, I was teaching from home. Um, so obviously I was still working. Good. Um, I was still able to like go out and do things because in the beginning we kind of like didn't know what to expect. You know, they announced it on a Sunday night that everything would shut down on Monday that you had until midnight to get all your things sorted. So, you know, a lot of people were fleeing to the countryside almost or to the vacation homes. Right. Um, in the beginning we didn't have to wear masks. We could still go to the grocery stores. And I actually found like a video last night of... The guy that I was seeing, um, we went to the grocery store and it was almost kind of a joke at at that point because here, you know, it hadn't even really hit hard and everything was clearing the shelves of toilet paper. And I was like, there's four of us in our apartment and we have 
like 24 rolls and I'm like I think that we're gonna be okay like I don't I was like I don't understand what like two weeks went by and we still had like five or six rolls and I was like you're like why is everybody I think a lot of people were like I think everybody who wasn't hoarding toilet paper was thinking (laughs) why is everybody hoarding toilet Mm. paper yes and I mean it was kind of a joke but because we would go to the grocery store and you know pasta or something we did notice when the shelves started getting a bit more empty so you know in the beginning it was kind of like we would joke and I'd be like do you think we should get 12 of these and like then he would turn around and be like I'm just gonna grab like eight cans of this okay like just to make sure yeah and it was like you know we were kind of being a little bit naive I guess the situation but I think all of us were in the beginning um but the pandemic like the lockdown I think looking back, it was like the most fun that I had the entire year. Right. Because, you know, we had different wine tours and our, we've made different rooms, different themed. And we had like no wine way. tours around our house. Yeah, we had different theme nights. We like turned our balcony into a movie theater. So we tried to do like all these different things. But, you know, even if there were so many fun moments, there were so many moments that the four of us would just sit there and not really say anything because we were kind of lost in our own thoughts about what was going on and what the future was potentially going to hold yeah Yeah. and we were all away from our families so you know we were kind of lost in our own thoughts of how we should deal with the situation or like what was actually happening right yeah yeah so actually the lockdown lifted in june i moved to paris um started looking for work, got hired by a really great company. Um, I loved what I was doing, but because of COVID and all of the unemployment, I had to come home. Right. So I had been working for the company for four months and the French government decided that, you know, they should have given preference to a French national. Okay. um, I completely understand. Yes. But obviously it was very disappointing because I felt like it was like a rug getting ripped from underneath my feet. Sure. Yeah. Something that I had worked my, like, you know, the last five years, I'm going to say, towards, like, suddenly, you know, a drop of a hat changed everything. Right. And that's all, like, and that's the thing that I keep going back to uh, in regards to the pandemic is... That loss looks so different to diff- depending on who you are, exactly, right? Yeah. And you know, and especially like you said, we're talking about commitment. You worked so hard for that. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know, that goal in the future, mm-hmm. and then got there, but then had no control over the end result ultimately. Exactly, and I mean, it is something that I'm still trying to work towards. For but, sure, but obviously, it's harder to plan for now than than before. Planning in general right now. It's very hard. Right? It's, it's like, almost impossible. And I'm a planner. That's, yeah. you know, that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily in terms of, like, life goals like you're talking about, mm-hmm. but in terms of my work, I, I do events, mm-hmm. I do strategies, you know? So it's like being a planner, it's like, man, you can't even... No, you can't. I mean, it's Think hard, about it. But it's not impossible. Fair. Yeah. Yep. But I definitely agree in the sense of, like, I always need to plan as well. Yeah. I just, I mean, no one really can right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're together in that regard. <laughs> it's like, you know, people have said we're not all in the same boat, and that is absolutely true. There's there's no question, but there are similarities for all of us, and you know, it's the first time we can say globally yeah. that we are all kind of in that in that same limbo, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We kind of don't really know 
what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. So how does that look for you? Because as somebody who has been, you know, committed to that goal of living in France, of of working um, abroad and all of those things, what is commitment or what does the future, uncertain future look like for you in those terms? I mean, I'm trying my best. It's, it's really hard. I think it's a lot harder than people maybe realize. You know, I feel almost a little bit guilty because so many of my family and friends are like obviously excited that I'm home. Sure. Um, but, you know, usually I come home knowing that I can go back right away or, yeah. or having a date. You know, I know that I'm home for these days, make the best of it, see everybody that I want to see or everybody that I can see you know, work a little while I'm here. I'm really lucky that whenever I come back, I can actually jump on at Boston Pizza and, awesome. and work. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. But I think that people don't realize how hard it is to like, it's almost like reverse culture shock, you know? Right. When you're away for so long, you almost, you know, the more you, the more time you spend getting familiar with your daily life there, the more alienated or almost you kind of feel like an outsider in your own hometown oh man that is I get that 100 Mm percent I don't get it from personal experience but I totally get what you're Mm -hmm. saying feeling like that feeling like an outsider you've been living a life that you know the people here don't necessarily get and and don't wouldn't necessarily understand that you're grieving that that uh experience that you've had yeah exactly I think that you know the way that I see it one of my favorite um quotes that I've ever read and it was actually just by um a girl who's had a similar experience she shares a lot of her posts on Instagram and puts really nice captions and she actually said um I just wrote it down Coming back to a place you left is unsettling. All of a sudden there are wrinkles that weren't there before on faces, on buildings, on clothes you left behind. And I think that it's true. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because, you know, like the more that you unpack your things, you almost have like this, you're not only unpacking like your clothes, you're unpacking like your memories, like the life that you just left behind. Yeah. Like you almost get this overwhelming feeling that, the shelves in your childhood bedroom can't really hold all of your souvenirs. Like, they're not strong enough to hold them, whether it's souvenirs that you, you know, the little Eiffel Towers or yes. a macaron or something, or, like, metaphorical souvenirs. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly, the memories, yeah. the the feeling that you have of being there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really... I love the quote, and I love what you said about, you know... I think I'm a visual person and you just picture the shelf full of the things Mm -hmm. and uh yeah sorry I'm not being very articulate right now but you just hit me with that 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 was really great yeah so that's I mean right now I think I'm just trying to make the best of the situation Mm -hmm. um I would love to be back and I or I'd love to be somewhere else whether that's back in France now you know I'm kind of looking more at different European countries because the life is short and mm-hmm. why not experience things while you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now it's, you know, I'm still applying for jobs. I'm still looking for different ways to go back, whether it's with a job or maybe doing my master's. Um, but I'm still trying to plan in the sense of like plan without planning. <laughs> plan, yes. Planning without planning. I like that. And and also you're committed without 
committing. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. that makes sense. No, I agree. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, the goals are still rattling around in mm-hmm. there, but, you know, you, you, there's just not a timeline, I guess, no, exactly. is, is the thing. Yeah, and I think one thing that people keep telling me, which is true, and, you know, at first I kind of would roll my eyes and, you know, it was kind of a, a tough situation or, like, kind of a soft spot, but, you know, everyone means well because... They always say, especially in regards to the pandemic, like, you're probably so happy that you're not there right now or, you know, it's good you got home when you did. And, you know, for for someone that has spent lockdown there, it's like, you know, why, you know, how can I even explain this to people that they understand like that it was okay for me? Like I was being safe. My friends were being safe. My boyfriend was being safe. You know, we we were doing everything that we possibly could to make sure that nothing happened to any of the ones, like, any of our loved ones around us. Right. It was just the four of us. Like I said, we had so much fun. Like, we really made the best of things. Um, but, you know, I know that people mean well, but I think it's hard when you're dealing with something like this, when you're kind of grieving the loss of the life that you had there. Mm-hmm. It's one of the last things that you kind of want to hear. But the best thing that people keep telling me is, you know, everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and like everything's going to fall into place. Like don't give up on your dream. And I think that's really, it's a great reminder because when you're feeling discouraged, it's something that you kind of can lose a bit of, you know, you, you lose a bit of your desire to work hard for something. You almost don't want to be as committed to that, that thing as you were before, because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to work out a second time, a third time, you know? So. It's so easy to get derailed. Yeah. 100%, especially when control is taken out of the equation because yeah, exactly. you lacked that control and the decision yeah. to come home and all of those things. But yeah, everything happens for a reason in terms of, again, trusting the process yeah. that, you know, even though it doesn't feel like you're on the same path, mm-hmm. trust that you are. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm working with. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much yes. for joining well. me. Yeah, it was really great to chat with you. You as well. Thank you. Thanks again to Bree Works for overthinking with me about commitment. Join me next week and I'm going to chat with Elsie Morden about passion. 